Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Okay, I'm going to now introduce Andrew. Now the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to call him and Andrew will come up on the screen um, as I do that. And hopefully you'll pick the phone up. Good morning, Andrew. You're online. You're on screen behind me, so it's great to have you with us this morning. We're so blessed that you're able to come and speak to us from your home in Wales. So I'm going to hand over to you. I'm just going to pray for you, Andrew, just before you speak. So, Father, we want to thank you for Andrew. We thank you for our relationship with him, our friendship with Andrew's Church in the Peak. And, Lord, we just want to hear your word through him for us today. So I pray you're just enabling your blessing. God, I pray you just oversee the connection, the Wi-Fi and the technology right now. As Andrew speaks to us, we pray. Amen. So I'm hand over to you, Andrew. Well, I do apologise that you had that technical difficulty when I was trying to speak live. It definitely added a certain a sort of kingdom authority, this echoey voice blasting out across Facebook. But uh, this way... At least we know there is no technical difficulty, other than the fact I've got a dog outside eating. And so if you hear some munching noises, that's what that is. Anyway, it was a joy to be with you today, even if my appearance brought such disruption. But uh, it is good just to be able to come and bring the word that I felt was on my heart to bring to you, which is all about the kingdom of God and looking at how the kingdom breaks in to our world through you and me. It is funny, I I mentioned at the start of the other talk, it does feel through COVID like our world gets smaller and smaller and suddenly with us not better meet, with us not better go out and see one another, it just feels like everything is getting smaller. And so it's just great for us sometimes to lift our eyes to the bigger picture. At the same time, it's interesting isn't it, when you're watching the world at the moment and and looking at like what's happening in America and these sort of power struggles that are going on. And sometimes when people think of kingdom, they think of these powerful sort of power things brought through force and pushing things back. And it's aggressive. And uh, I remember a number of years ago going with Liz around the Louvre Art Gallery and there. We've got these huge paintings, these big, dark, dark paintings. In fact, there were loads of them. And they went on and on and on and on. And it wasn't, isn't my favourite artist type anyway. But anyway, these massive paintings of kingdoms being won through power and battle. And they're all quite bloody and harsh. Well, the kingdom of God is very different. The kingdom of God advances through love, compassion, and is so different. And so today I want to just take this time looking at this image of the kingdom of God and how God wants to use you and me to see his kingdom come. It's interesting that uh, I, I, I used this illustration earlier, but I had, uh, I was in Germany speaking at a conference 
And at the conference, I had all my sermon notes were there already. I was about to do a prophetic workshop. And, uh, you know, you could say, well, you should have seen this coming. I had everything all there already and uh, about to start. And suddenly all my sermon notes just disappeared over two years worth. Just ding, 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 all gone. And I was like, what, what happened? Why, why has that just happened? And I suddenly realised Liz, back in Wales, had just recently got an iPad and I'd put on her iPad the, <laughs> the, the same word processing package and for some unknown reason it had put all my sermons on her iPad, bless her. She had no space left, all these sermon notes. So of course she looked at the thing and thought, well, I don't want that, delete it. And somehow that action deleting on our iPad, had massive repercussions <laughs> to my iPad. Sitting there in Germany, I lost all my sermon notes. Gone. Everything I was about to speak on, left. Gone. And I just want to use that illustration to show you that there can be actions that happen in one place, have massive repercussions in another place. And actually, when we talk about the kingdom of God, what we're talking about is God's kingdom rule and authority that takes place here in heaven has massive impact through us on earth today. And so when we can be feeling like our world is locked down and we're kind of locked in, actually we can know that right now we have access to the God of eternity in his heaven where his presence dwells and his passion and his heart is that his kingdom comes through us, through power, to change the lives of those around us. Now that's an exciting adventure to be part of. A number of years ago, a friend of mine was had a gathering of leaders and he asked the question, what is the gospel? And of course, all of us say, well, it's the good news of Jesus. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life through his death and resurrection. And of course, that is the great news. It is the most wonderful truth that has ever come, that God in his glorious love has restored our relationship to him through his son but actually the interesting thing my friend was looking for was what was the gospel that Jesus preached and the gospel that Jesus preached was the gospel of the kingdom he preached the time has come the kingdom of God is near repent and believe that was the message that he took wherever he went now of course, the cross and resurrection is essential. And, and, you know, please don't hear me downplaying that because that is the key to how you and me came in to the message of the kingdom, the message that, that can be brought. But he spoke to his disciples about his death and resurrection in private, in secret. He then, everyone else got to know about it when he did it. <laughs> and then when he, in all authority, is resurrected, what's he do? In all authority, in heaven and on earth, now he comes in all power. He says to his disciples, go and make disciples. You go and see the kingdom advance. Teach them. Do what I told you to do. See, when Jesus was on earth, we know he was 100% God and 100% man. It is a mystery. And, and whenever we talk about the, the, the makeup of Jesus, we've got to be careful we get that right. 100% God, 100% man. But the remarkable thing, and what a saviour he is, is this, that when he was on earth, he chose, he chose to lay aside his majesty. 
Isn't that just phenomenal? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of heaven and earth, chooses that when he is born a man, he chooses not to play the God card. He lays aside his majesty. I find it amazing that when Jesus spoke the world into being, he knew that he himself would become part of that creation, a created being within his creation, laying aside his majesty for you and me. That makes me fall so much more in love with my God, that he would do that for me. And so he chooses. So when he's on earth, he functions as a man, fully God, but functions as you and me. And that is remarkable. Do you notice he doesn't do anything miraculous until when? Till his baptism. When he's baptised, the Spirit of God falls on him in power and the Father says, there's my son. And then we see Jesus modelling to his disciples and to you and me what a Spirit-filled life is to look like. See, Jesus' death and resurrection is vital and is key and is his main mission of why he came to earth. But his other mission was actually those 33 years of his life. His life matters. What he modelled is how he would seize the kingdom of God coming through spirit-filled believers, bringing the love of God and the power of God into everyday situations. When, G- when Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God, some people's understanding of it was it would be a physical kingdom. That it would come and actually would overpower the Romans. And yes, suddenly Israel would be free. But actually what Jesus came was not a political kingdom. Though it is great that Christians are involved in politics. And I'd encourage you to be salt and light and to infect our community and bring the kingdom of God into those worlds. But there's not going to be a political empire the kingdom of god and and so some of the disciples couldn't get their heads around that they couldn't get their heads around that this was a a bigger thing it was of all nations of all people that it would go through all generations this was enormous this was god's rule coming back on earth that which was rejected by adam and eve would be re-established at a moment in history as his kingdom rule would once again be established but it wouldn't be through a political world if it had been Jesus would have gone to Rome. He would have gone straight to Caesar. But it wasn't. The kingdom of God came in Bethlehem. The kingdom of God came in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. The kingdom of God comes in your in your house right now and in my room. The kingdom of God comes through us. And so often, even now, Christians can get confused and look for a political kingdom. Well, actually, no. It's it's going to be through everyday people in everyday situations that his kingdom comes. In Isaiah 52 verse 7, it says, your God reigns. And that cry is, it's the God of everyone. There's no one underneath the uh, who do, who isn't under God's rule and authority. He's whether they accept it or not, he's only one God and his reign is over everybody. We've been going through the Psalms in uh, the church here in Hope through COVID, doing a Bible study each each Wednesday, now Friday, we're just looking and they just think it's so wonderful. I'll tell you what, you end up getting jealous of the relationship that David had with his father. Just, just jealous of this relationship he's got with God. And you're thinking, it's that side of the cross. How much more should we have the intimacy? But one of the things that you see reoccurring is this idea of, of the nations 
coming under God. And when you think of Israel, Israel was never an empire. The nations were never under the rule of Israel. But all nations are under the rule of God. And, and so what you see is David could see something bigger that was going to come. Abraham could see something bigger that was to come. And actually what we see then with Jesus is saying, here it is, through me, the kingdom rule and reign is coming. And so we have this incredible situation. Jesus demonstrates through his way of living, filled with the spirit, that this is how the kingdom of God comes. And so when he invites us to pray the Lord's Prayer, it's really a prophetic invitation to pray with him for the kingdom rule and reign to come. So let's just look through this. I'll just read it and then we'll we'll uh, get into it. The Lord's Prayer. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debt and also forgive our debtors. And lead us and also have forgive, forgiven our debtors. Do you know what? The ESV sometimes isn't the easiest to understand. And lead us into, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. See, I say, I think, looking at this, I can see this and say, that you can rename this as the Kingdom Prayer. It's amazing that it starts with our Father. It's shocking to everyone listening that Jesus would call God Father. But it's even more shocking that he invites us to call him Father. Through what he was going to do, he's saying that actually this is the key to the king, this kingdom. This kingdom is built on a relationship. It's a, a personal relationship with the God of all eternity that you get to call Father. Now, some people say, can we call daddy? Now, and, and if you feel comfortable with that, I personally just find daddy a little bit childish. But I remember once in a prayer meeting and, and someone who was of all different nations and lots of different languages. And someone said, oh, could someone pray out, pray out in your own language? And suddenly I remember this African praying out, Papa God. And I remember thinking, yes, I love that. Papa God. I can call God Papa God. He's my father. And then it said, Hallowed be your name, which is really saying, treat the name of God as holy. Let his name be treated as holy. And I've been praying into that so much because his name is holy and we should treat it as holy. And actually, my cry is that as his kingdom rule and reign comes for you and me, that the lives that are affected by his kingdom and affected by the love and compassion that comes at people's response is this. I'm not going to use the name of Jesus as a blasphemous anymore. I'm not going to use it. I, I want to treat this name holy. I want to treat his name holy. The fruit of the kingdom of God coming is that his holiness is starting to be experienced in the nation and the communities and the neighbourhoods that we live in. Isn't that exciting? And then we have these amazing pray, prayer. Your kingdom come, your will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It goes back to that moment in Germany where I was there and suddenly Liz does something on her iPad that has an impact on me there in Germany. In exactly the same way, our prayer is this, that which is in heaven, where God's rule and reign is thorough and full, that that which is happening there 
will be done on earth through you and me. Isn't that just phenomenal? That's our prayer. That's the great message of the kingdom of God. And how does the kingdom of God come? It comes from you and me encountering our father full of the spirit and experiencing and living out kingdom rule and reign. Being totally engulfed in the grace of God, excited by his grace and then allowing that to come right into our marriages, our friendships, our family, our households, that suddenly his kingdom and rule comes in. And it's the most wonderful experience and freeing thing you could ever do. That suddenly, actually, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm actually now a slave to Christ. My, my position's changed. I'm in a place where his kingdom rule comes and is in me and through me. I can pray for those who are suffering and have an expectation that his kingdom rule will come right now. I can help in food bank and think, well, what I'm doing here is bringing his kingdom love and his king. Actually, this may just look like me making a food package, but actually this is the rule and reign of God that is in heaven. It's coming right down now into this situation. Suddenly we realise maybe it might feel like our world is getting smaller. No, it's going to get bigger because his kingdom rule and reign comes through you and through me. And then we read on. It just gets so exciting. You, You think, actually, when you look at this prayer, you think, wow, this is extraordinary. What did it say? Give us our daily bread. Why? So the resources that we need to partner with him to see his kingdom come. Forgive our sins forgiveness for the way we failed to live out the father's kingdom in our daily life i want to live a life worthy of the call that i've received so god help me to keep doing this lead us not into temptation why because i don't want anything that hinders me from living out a kingdom way that brings his kingdom and demonstrates his kingdom deliver us from evil so that actually nothing's going to discredit his kingdom nothing's going to discredit his name i want to bring his name with fullness and power and love and joy and excitement. And so you see this prayer, if you look at it, it's all about that actually, that which Jesus came to bring, his kingdom rule and authority, he wants to bring it through you and me today. And then we have this amazing truth that when Jesus is there, resurrected, stands before his disciples, he says, all authority is now mine. At this moment in time, He's no longer laying aside his majesty. At that moment when he stood in front of the disciples, he's got all his majesty. He's got all the authority. He has basically taken the God card back and said, yep, that's mine. Yep, here we are. And what's he say? Go. Go and make disciples. Go and teach them to obey all I've got. Go and baptise them. Go and do the stuff. Go to the nations. And then we see the disciples empowered by the spirit and they go out and start to do the same things that Jesus did and so today there you are in church in the peak and here you are probably me some of you might be listening to this message a second time I just want you to know this today the kingdom of God comes through you today that which is happening in heaven you can engage with and say God let your kingdom come your will be done in my life right now, so that your kingdom rule and reign can come into other places. It comes through you connecting. It comes through you getting up and praying. It comes through you studying the Bible. It comes through you just showing love to people. It comes through you just being who God's called you to be. 
It comes from you being the, the creative person that you are because you can engage with heaven and all the creativity there and bring that right now. The kingdom of God is everywhere. It's everything. It impacts every moment of your life. Isn't that a great adventure to be on? Bless you. Take care.